Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. I mean, typically where the gang goes, the gang goes. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. Or so I've heard. And I was stranded this past week, this past weekend specifically, while you went to New York City. New, New York, York City. Get a rope. Nah, not around here. <laughs> Yo, Schwab, what happened? What's what? So, the fact that I had to start off the show like this got to mean something. Like, what what happened in New York City? What took you to New York City on a random Friday? Uh, wait, did I leave Friday? Or did, or did you leave Saturday? Saturday? No, you no. Wheels up was Saturday. That's the wheels up message was Saturday. So, what happened that was so like spur of the moment that caused you to catch wheels to? The East Coast Sun. My day job has perks. <laughs> Shit, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the long, that's the long and the short explanation. When, that, when, when people say long story short, that's how you land the plane, pun intended. <laughs> For real, like my day job has perks. That's all. Uh, we went out there and got some stuff done. You know, uh, rubbed elbows with some with some true true OGs. Rub. There's ears. another. There's another pun. Rub. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, t- took Oak Cliff to Times Square. You know, put some sauce on it. Had, had Robin Roberts chunking up the deuce, Bruh, I don't think anybody's ever done that before. That <laughs> might be a first. That might be a first in American history. Black history like, moment made on the BPBC. <laughs> can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, just, you know, you know, I mean, check the socials, you know. First of all, start at Broken Pencil BC on what everything. 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 From there, you'll be able to find the socials of the two hosts. At Danger One, at Suave Four Mayor. Number four. From there, from there, you'll be able to put all the pieces together. It's not my job to give you the answers to the test. However, I will tell you where the quiz will be coming from. Mm. Well, the book of knowledge. You Broken dig? pencil logic is in front of you. Yup. We got a lot of are, that to come during during this. Uh, are you with the shit? If, if you're not, you will be. And if you and if you and if you don't want to be, then sorry. You can you can still listen to this podcast and tell your friends about it because we we appreciate I, that. Pete, on some wrestling shit. You remember last week we were talking about Eric Bischoff, right? Uh huh. And that we had this quote from him talking about the other 900 people in the room. <laughs> and, no, for real. And we yeah, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where the fuck does that come from? So, I finally heard the episode where that quote comes from. Okay, and so now I know I know the context of the other nine hundred people. So Conrad and Eric Bischoff are having this conversation about creative versus revenue versus demographic and everything else. They're basically just having a, an analytics conversation 
about AEW versus WWE. Um, now, of course, we have already said as far as TV advertising, demographics, analytics, Eric Bischoff is like a fountain of knowledge. However, he's a goat. Like he is goat level. Yeah. He's done it. He's done it on every level. He's done it with wrestling, done it with reality television. He's done it on several different levels over, you know, several different decades. He started in uh syndicated commercial broadcasting. And not, and not I'm not talking about like commercial TV. I'm talking about actually doing commercials and syndicating the commercials. Right. S- sales, any anything that has to do with the connection between content, television, and the revenue that comes from it, he is a source of knowledge. However, the, my one my one flaw with his logic is the fact that he processes the effectiveness, or well, not even the effectiveness. He processes the quality of said content by the revenue it generates. In other words, broken down into broken pencil logic terms and and hip hop community terms the dollar per head yeah if we get money it's all good which we've explained to you on numerous occasions okay so that means we can't be angry at dope dips ever (laughs) cause if we get money I mean the revenue shows that you know the content's working right so what are we mad at this is a fact this is a fact so that logic uh, notwithstanding, they had this conversation about AEW creative versus WWE creative and which one was better. Um, but long story short, they broke it down to like simplest terms, basically saying that AEW was the, the go-to for the hardcore wrestling fan. It, it's, a niche, it's a niche of a niche basically okay so say the the 900 comes from saying if there are a thousand people in the room and you have 100 that are hardcore basically the the twitter community of wrestling the hardcore wrestling fans that love you and then what are you going to do to get the other 900 which they actually use the term casual fan so take that (laughs) you know know we feel about the casual fan fuck (laughs) them fuck with the A F A W K. Fack them. Fack. But uh yeah, so that's that's where the other 900 reference comes from and it's essentially saying he's saying they need to broaden their presentation and maybe change the the their arc of storytelling to appeal to a wider audience. Wider <laughs> wider audience wider not whiter <laughs> right however the way because he was like okay he thought wwe's creative was better than AEW's, and you know conrad took issue with it and I, i'm listening and i'm i'm like eh, i i may like AEW's creative better i just may not like their execution better um wwe i mean it seems like they're they're producing content for the same age group of people. It's 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 the audience of one shit. It's the it's a person. I was who, that's what I was waiting on was that. Yeah, it's the audience of one. It's a scene. Okay, I don't want to sound disrespectful when I do this, but this is just what it is. It's a senior. It's a group of senior citizens 
creating content that they think will entertain children, but they haven't been children in like forever. And they don't have any children around them. Your grandson is not gonna tell you that this sucks. You're gonna you gonna <laughs> you gonna garnish his trust fund. Like and he probably doesn't care either, because he's like, I don't I watch it, but I don't really care. I'm I'm on I'm on TikTok, bro. But that, that, but to put a to put a bow on it, that's where the whole nine hundred reference comes from. I was like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" Now I know. So you know, take that for what it's worth. There it is. There it is. So a little context here. So before we get too too deep into the she, if you watch the wire, you know what's up. Senator Clay Davis, what it do? Uh, man, to, Clay, Clay Davis is the motherfucking man, buddy. You're going to be hearing this on Friday, May 20th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I say, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 22. Amen. And we're recording this on Wednesday, May the 18th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, of our lord. Yeah, my lizard. 20 and 22. Amen. And we, we we got action. That's plain and simple. We got action this week. Boy, it's smoke. It's smoke. Uh, Monday Night Raw was watchable. Uh, Barely. The, the, the fact they started off with a cage match, you knew it was going to be some bullshit, but the ending was hilarious. Did you did you <laughs> see the, the story that went out like right before Raw came on? No. So... On social media, which is apparently where everything happens, there was a story that went out that said earlier in the week, there was a massive stunt planned for the Omos Bobby Lashley match that had been scrapped. (laughs) Care Care to guess what the stunt was? The... You gonna kick your, if you don't guess it, you're gonna kick yourself in the ass when I tell you what it was. Was was it a suplex from the top rope that causes the cage to fall apart? Damn. On the first try. For real? <laughs> so apparently it wasn't the cage, but the ring was supposed to collapse. That was oh, the, oh whole, the, the the whole uh Brock Lesnar, Big Show, Big Show Mark Henry shit again. Yeah, uh, Braun Strowman, Big Show. Oh yeah. Name so here, so that know. so that so that was that was three times. I was correcting that, right? Yeah, I've done it at least three times. Hell, I think Bobby has done that exact same spot through the cage, just on the other side of the ring. Uh, you might be right, and I think he like the, he, I think the landing, like he, I think he was on the receiving end of some bullshit, like he was to, uh, on Monday night. And the landing caused him to win when he wasn't supposed to win. Um, no, that was uh, that was Roman and yeah, Brock and that Saudi. Roman and Brock and Saudi, correct? Okay, where all where right, Roman speared him through the through the ropes and through the cage, but then Brock's feet end up hitting first. No, uh, this was an episode of Raw, if I'm not mistaken, and I feel like Bobby was involved. Where he got thrown through the cage on the announcer desk side. And something crazy happened. Now, also, one of the last times you saw Big Show in a WWE ring, um, 
Braun Strowman had thrown him through cage the cage in the same manner and show kind of hurt himself like for real mm. or landed bad on an elbow or some crazy some crazy shit like that because show you as as you know if you've paid attention to big show in his situation he has bad hips he's that hip replacement situation like so you know why when you saw him wrestle that one match in aew why he was moving so gingerly right right and and i'm not sure if the documentary about it is still on Peacock, but they did like an extensive look into his background and the issues he was having with the first hip replacement and the infection that came about. Then they had to go back in, clean it out, do something else. Like it's it's a whole thing. It's a big deal. Mm. But um, yeah, that story broke before Raw. Then this ends up being the first match, and I'm look. They start the fight and the pull apart, and I'm like, hmm, maybe they're gonna find a way not to have this match. Oops, I was wrong. <laughs> so they end up having this match, and I gotta be honest with you, I didn't pay much attention. Like, I'm at that point where like Raw has to actually do something to get my attention. I'll be there because we usually use things that go on on the show as a part of our presentation, even though we don't we don't chronicle you know hour by hour, minute by minute of the show. But something might happen that we, you know, we discuss in a different obviously. light, maybe. But right now, right. But obviously, something came up that we'll discuss later on that was a part of Raw coming or, soon, or, or, or wasn't a part of Raw. But yeah, I didn't pay the match much attention, so I can't say anything about you know one way or the other. But then all of a sudden, I pull my face up from looking at my phone, and I see Lashley getting thrown through a fucking side of the cage. And then shockingly, <laughs> stand on two feet. No, 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 no. He put he put five toes down first, and ca- I'm talking about with a with a black boot stomp, and then casually walked off with the second foot. <laughs> I mean, oh I mean, man, good, good. If that's the case, good sell on on Lashley's part. I just was like, okay, so this is the stunt. So now you still gonna have to have a third match. Well, what? Wait, 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 wait. It'll be fourth at this point. Yep. Fifth, fifth if you count arm wrestling. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, San Martino, or I digress. So, um, yeah. I, I, your thoughts? Uh first of all, why is Cedric Alexander still uh, clamoring for the ad- uh, the admiration of MVP? Because that is the only thing keeping him out of catering. The fact that Shelty B is injured for only the second time in his illustrious career is astounding. But Wait the, a minute, what happened to Shelton? Apparently he's out with an undisclosed injury. And the only oh, no. uh, the only other time I remember him being injured was when he got signed by WWE and, and uh, failed his physical. And had, after they did all those vignettes, and he was he, he was back, and they they pulled him, and then like a year later he pops back up, and I guess he had like a torn rotator cuff or something like that. Something me, some, something me, to do with his me, shoulder. Me and Yim slid some in his drink. I know it. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, we we bringing that back again. 
I mean, they gonna be beefing to the end of time. I mean, Keith Lee, what Keith Lee was nudge, smiling. Nudge, wink, wink. Keith Lee was smiling to that on AEW. So I mean, all all I'm saying is, you know, <laughs> she might have made him piss dirty, so he might not even be injured. He might just be on a little hey, sabbatical. Yo, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. There are all sorts of reasons. Look, obviously, from what we have seen over the past week or so, nobody's above making up stories to cover up anything. The real reason doesn't always come to light, but if you look close enough, the truth will always reveal itself. This, this is this is very factual. Book of Swavelations. So that uh 316. Uh so outside of the Cedric Alexander shit, I like what they're doing with Omos and Bobby, but Omos in order to grow needs more than Bobby. But who else can you put with him of size that's on that roster that's going to be able to help him? And I mean, does it does it really need to be size though? Shouldn't he just be kicking the shit out of little people until there's a big person to beat up? Um, I, honestly, when you say little people, I'm thinking not people on the roster. I'm thinking about local enhancement talent. Take it back to '85 if you want to start acting like you live. Like, okay, <laughs> you know. Double, triple, quadruple uh, handicap matches. Like, beat the brakes off of people and then have somebody come out there tired of bullying, uh, watching him bully everybody. See early days of Ryback. Remember when he used to smash two and three local athletes at a time? And the term local athlete was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> Me and CG, shout out to Manipulative Music. We would laugh about that shit nonstop. Local athlete. I don't know who came up with that verbiage, but gold star on you. Because <laughs> local local athlete was the funniest thing. Like we started referring to bum ass rappers as local athletes. Look at this enhancement talent, this local athlete. So, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, you can't say jobber like they Al Snow and gang. It's an it's an offensive term. Uh, Al Snow and gang marketed the term well. Yeah, job uh, squad. Well, I, that that's the that's the process of doing a job. They didn't call themselves jobbers. Well, they when calling themselves a job squad, you essentially call yourself a jobber. I mean, that probably would have been the next step in marketing for me is to be like, okay, you have a job squad. What are the members of a job squad called? And then would have had Al Snow cut promos and call the entire, you know, arena. You know, where are all my jobbers at? Uh, they, there you go. There, see, that that's how you make a positive spin on a negative connotation. But that's, you know, I'm not getting paid from them either. This but. is, boy. <laughs> because. <Yeah>. Bitch, Texas. <laughs> and also because for a phenomenal, phenomenal fee. fee. Soon to be. A phenomenal fee. <laughs> we will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. Straight like that. So, at any rate, back on task, though. I just. Who, who like next pay per view is what? Money in the bank for, du- for WWE. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be Money in the Bank. That's the only one I've seen commercials for. Well, let's uh, let's let's do our pull up, do our do our Google's film. 
Do you do your Google? Hell, yo. Oh shit! I keep forgetting they moved this pay per view to the summer. Hell in the Cell is next. Oh yeah, that's right. Because everybody had their panties in a bunch. Because because Roman got pulled from the pay per view. Like what the fuck? Okay, here's the other reason. You, <laughs> the other reason why people should not have anything to say about Roman not being on Hell in a Cell. Okay. Other than just an obligatory glorified squash title defense, you weren't going to put Roman inside Hell in the Cell. Why would you do that? It doesn't make any fucking sense. You know why? Because he doesn't have a personal issue like that with anybody. Unless you were going to bring Brock Lesnar back way too soon, and nobody wants to see that shit again. Man. <laughs> they did that in 2017. Wait, 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 wait. No, that was um, that was Roman and Braun Strowman, and Lesnar caused the first disqualification in Hell in a Cell history. That was 2018. My fault. We still with but the yeah. shit. I mean, you know, I'm close <laughs> enough. I I just know they destroyed Hell in a, all the credibility of Hell in a Cell in two consecutive years. 18 with the with the DQ finish where Strowman just basically lost his money in the bank shot without actually losing the match. And they never brought it up again. And then the next year was Seth and the Fiend. And we all know how that went. Right. So we're looking at three big stadium shows back to back. We got, first off, Hell in the Cells in Chicago June the 5th. Which is a Sunday. So they went back to Sunday for that one. Uh-huh. Then on Saturday, July 2nd, Money in the Bank is in Vegas. At Allegiant. Okay. Saturday, July 30th, SummerSlam is in Nashville. Where the Titans play. And then Clash at the Castle is uh, Saturday, September 3rd in Cardiff, Wales. Alright, fam, riddle me this. The pay-per-view is called Hell in a Cell, right? Yeah. So obviously there's going to be at least, at the very least, at bare minimum, one Hell in a Cell match. I'm going to say two minimum. I'm just, I'm saying, you know, as because the pay-per-view is called Hell in a Cell, the yeah. requirement is at least Yeah, one. the requirement is that there has to be a Hell in a Cell match. Who you? Who the fuck you putting in there? What personal issue have you seen that has had time to develop into a blood feud with the sort of hatred that would require the demonic structure known as Hell in a Cell, with all of its contraptions and devices and creative uh, innovation of violence? In two weeks, the only thing I can think of that's even halfway marketable at this juncture is Edge. And Damian Priest versus the club in a tag team match in Hell in a Cell. That's actually cool. That's, that's cool it. Booking, which would be what? Edge's second Hell in a Cell match in a year. And you still protect Edge because you put him in a tag team match. I get what you're doing as far as booking. I'm just saying, like, who the fuck wants to continue to see Edge in Hell in a Cell matches that have, like, very minimal build? Edge is becoming classy Freddie Blassie. The only difference is Ed, Edge Edge has DDP yoga to to attribute to his uh <laughs> to, to his longevity. I mean, which is I, I you know shout out to everybody you know doing the best that they can do to prolong and and continue to have a healthy life and and perform and do everything they want to do. So, and I'm I'm not upset that Edge is here. I'm just like. The pay-per-view is called Hell in a Cell. What do you have to give me to sell 
the fact that I should watch this show. The only other match I can think of that would make it watchworthy goes back to Omos and Bobby Lashley. Not with those two, but in the same vein. That's going to be Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Right. So at which point you're looking at essentially handing Seth his third pay-per-view loss in a, in a row. row. His second straight Hell in a Cell pay-per-view loss in this a year. Ro- <laughs> Not just in a row, this year. This year, yeah. Like, you don't really... Okay, I'll give you another one that might work. Assuming you don't get some, any sort of clear-cut winner on, uh, on SmackDown Ooh. as far as the title unification match. Tag team title unification in Hell in a Cell. So... I was thinking I didn't I didn't think about this until I saw Raw and saw that they were advertising this match and they the one thing that they did for this match for the advertisement that I hadn't seen on any other matches advertised for SmackDown in the past I don't know how long unless it was just an oversight by me is them advertising the city that SmackDown is going to be in. You really want to have a unification for the the tag titles in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Not that's how you know. That's nothing, how you know it ain't happening. Nothing taken away from Grand Rule, but like the best thing that ever come out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, was a lot of dark man. That's all henceforth, I got on that. <laughs> henceforth, you know you're not getting. You may not even get the match, but if you get the match, you're certainly not getting a clean, clean finish. Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> we can't even play this shit yet because we don't know what the fuck going on. No, so, you, you, so but, you, but, you know, but you know what's not going to happen. That's what that should have been. You know what's not going to happen. <laughs> that part. So, like, I mean, we sitting here, we two weeks out from the pay-per-view and they haven't announced not one Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, because, we, you know, because you know why? No one has the type of feud or the type of steam behind a feud that warrants a Hell in a Cell match. Are we going to get Bianca Belair in a Hell in a Cell match with whomever the number one contender is going to be? The number one contender as of Monday is Oscar, <laughs> or as or as uh, Jim Cornette refers to her as Oscar. <laughs> Well, there, there's there's no need for a hell in a cell in that situation. Now, if you were doing a, a Becky Lynch rematch, sure, maybe, but you didn't go that route. Okay, flip it to SmackDown. Chick Flair versus Ronda Rousey in the cage or in a cell. No one wants to see that for a third time. Plus, plus, uh, Charlotte has been written off television for uh, storyline purposes with this injured, whole, broken with, arm. Was it bro- Broken arm, broken radius, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. She's about to get married, so congratulations to her and Andrade for uh, you know for their union and becoming one and all of that. I have no jokes about Chick Flair or Andrade when it comes to you know marriage. Congratulations, live life. But her uh, daddy's another another conversation coming soon. Yeah, that's yeah. Then there's that. But the biggest <laughs> story of the week coming out of Monday Night Raw is that the uh, WWE Tag Team Champions on the women's side, Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi, seemingly were dis- uh, disappointed and upset with the idea of the creative for a, was it a six-way? Supposedly like a, a six-pack yeah, a, a six challenge to determine the number one contender. With the alleged 
supposed winner of this match to be Naomi pinning her tag team partner. To which they dropped their belts, took their bags, and went home. Dropped their belts on John Laurinaitis's desk and went home. Wait, 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 wait. That was the creative, like, cause I've never, I, I've read this story about sixteen different times from twenty-seven different sources, but I never heard the part about Naomi was supposed to pin Sasha. So what's crazy is, before I even read the story, that's what I had in my head. It had to be oh. Naomi was pinning Sasha, and sure enough, that's what it was. And they said it was like there was stories about Naomi pinning, pinning Sasha. They didn't, they didn't like that because there wasn't enough respect put it on them as a tag team. Uh, there were stories about not trusting two of the competitors in the match because they didn't they hadn't worked with them before. The only two that I could see that that could be a problem with would have been like Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Um, I, of course, the, this is just speculation on my part based on the things that I've read. But WWE went out of their way to actually craft a release, a press release, to talk about this situation, which I have never seen. Actually, I take that back. The last time they did anything remotely close to this was when they had Confidential, and they talked about the Steve Austin situation where he took his ball and went home. And that's content for TV ratings. So the press release is what made me feel like this shit's a work. But Corey Graves going out of pocket and calling it unprofessional was makes me think that it's a work. So I mean that that all of that remains to be seen because I'm like, if if there's one person who should be more than protected from having to deal with bad creative, it would probably be Naomi. Now we know that not to be completely true because we've seen how the, her career path has had its ebbs and flows. But as far as job security, I wouldn't think she has too much to worry about. I mean, Sasha she's, she's literally gang. You see what I'm... That's exactly what I'm saying without saying it. But yeah, she's gang, so... Where the gang goes... The, the gang, gang goes. With Sasha, I mean... First of all... When you're right, you're right. Regardless of how... You know, how anybody else feels about it. If you, if you believe in what you believe in... And you're standing on what you're standing on... Shit, sometimes standing on what you're standing on means you got to walk away from what you're walking away from. Also a fact. With Sasha deciding that she's not a fan of the creative, and obviously she's been a part of this exact scenario before, I feel like she's warranted to ask questions as to, well, why is it every time I get a hold of these tag team championships, me and the partner that I have all of a sudden become afterthoughts? Like, this isn't the first time she's dealt with this. Matt, as a matter of fact, it's the reason she left the first time. You would think that she's the common denominator in all of this nonsense uh, as it relates to her, like, people questioning her character. But this time, she has a ton of support from both her, uh, her peers in WWE and out of WWE true but you let these and i'm gonna I'm have i hate using this term but i mean it never it doesn't fit any better than it does right now you have all these dirt sheets basically pushing the narrative that she's a mark for herself she's entitled um just unprofessional and all the different things that go with it and i'm like you do realize that she's not the first nor the last person to do this 
And she's not even the last, she's not the first or the last woman to do this. Mm. And she definitely won't be the last. <laughs> like Absolutely not going to be the last. I, they, they, I, I can I can go ahead and, and count that for you now because Charlotte's still employed. I'm, it's going to happen again. And I'm not even taking anything away from the people who are there now, but the generation that's that's underneath them, they're getting softer and softer when it comes to real life situations. There's going to be a whole lot of uh, of corporate energy being spread I mean, throughout these front offices. Facts, facts, and a lot of these people are not um, they're not lifelong professional wrestling fans, so. I know WWE feels like they're turning a corner by getting people that they can mold and shape, but if they're not integrated into the lifestyle or the, the traditions of professional wrestling, they're going to treat this shit like any other job. And the minute you get to fucking around with them and their livelihood, they're going to blow the whistle on your ass. I mean, even with WCW, there seemed to be a, a level of legitimacy when you start there before you go to WWE, because it's always like WWE was the pinnacle. But when you start in WWE and then get relegated or go somewhere else, even if it's a better situation for you, it's like the diehard fans won't give you the respect you deserve. The people in the back won't give you the respect you deserve because if they were there, which most of them were at one point in time or another, they know what you de- what you dealt with. It's the equivalent of getting signed to pick pick the biggest uh Universal is is the is yeah, the equivalent go. of you getting signed to Universal Music Group and having like a major smash first single produced by Timberland with Justin Timberlake singing the fucking hook and then ending up uh oh and you're re, uh, re, re, recouping your signing bonus. I was gonna say this, yeah you recoup your signing bonus but then you get dropped and you in this is a dated reference you are gonna end up on Koch but with better bars E one. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like if everybody is not every if you didn't grow up with the mindset that you wanted to do this for a living, that fall from grace is enough for you to just say fuck it and quit. And it's not the fall that hurts, it's the sudden stop. That part. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the future is going to be way different because they're dealing with a different breed of people. Like Gen Z ain't going for it. Now, here's the deal. Sasha Banks can go away. Mercedes Vernado already has legs. No pun intended. Facts. I mean, like, she's got Disney legs. Literally. And figuratively. Naomi, like, she just has her, her family Look, and that's that if, should be enough. If she wanted to go sit home and start a family, she could, and she'd never have to take another bump in her life, and she'd be good. Also, she had comes from a background uh, in sports. Well, damn, sports entertainment. Ha! Hit the doom doom. <laughs> but as a former dancer for the Orlando Magic, so I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that she she can go back into that. She could deal with some choreography type shit. Like she, d- yeah, she yeah. Just- like like even even if she's not in the forefront, she can she can secure a bag off of the last ten years of everything that she's done. The entire the entire uh, dichotomy of her last ten years. She can secure a bag in another life off of that alone because she's athletic by nature. Factual. She is not lacking talent nor opportunity. 
but so, but but there's also a narrative that's out there that says that Sasha manipulated Naomi into joining her with this. Again, as we say all the time, where the gang goes, the gang goes. I've never seen a situation where a tag team, no matter if they're makeshift or not, where they have chemistry, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if something goes awry with, with A, then B sticks around just to say, well, A wasn't really that dope anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, unless it was like storyline book. Like they, they booked the Acolytes to end that way. Yes. Because they wanted to turn Bradshaw heel. But like in real life, like. And and that, and that was a draft split anyway. That wasn't just like a, uh, a like a. Uh, no, 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 no. They oh, fired. They fired Ron they Simmons. fired Ron Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, quote, unquote. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah, they did the whole shit on SmackDown where like he thought they both were gonna leave and Bradshaw stayed. But you but, don't really see that take place in real life to that extent. And furthermore, these are grown ups and this is the world of professional wrestling. So fuck what we talking about about manipulating. There's manipulating going on in every talent meeting. If they you, manipulate you to carry out this creative. They manipulate you to dress a certain way. They manipulate you to smile in front of the cameras when you're doing your entrances. They manipulate you to do all these autograph signings. You manipulate, manipulate children you. and call it grooming. You cannot manipulate uh, an bruh, adult. Bruh, dip off that shit. <laughs> grooming? I'm referencing something else here. I'm referencing uh, something from, from one of our previous episodes. I know, but I just started <laughs> Velveteen. I started itching yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not beautiful. What is it, Velveteen? <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> that fucking part. All, in, uh, all of that. <laughs> my bad, Swap. <laughs> I mean, do you do you think do you know do you Google's do you think? But the whole the whole thing I, that I and I. I I don't want to speak for you, but I feel comfortable in this situation being able to speak You're for you. You're probably spot on. Go ahead. There's a double standard at play right now. Ooh. Because oh, we have oh. watched, we have absolutely watched as different people for different reasons have expressed their discontent with the creative process in Stanford and then gone as far as to act on that discontent. <laughs> Namely, most recently, Tony Storm. <laughs> Tony Storm dipped in the middle of a program with the SmackDown Women's Champion and said, "Screw you guys, I'm going home." And, and, and she and she's only been on the main roster for two months. Two months. Two months on the main roster was enough to say, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck, you, <laughs> fuck this. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> Pat Buck just said I want to spend more time with my family and resign from WWE the night after producing a Wrestlemania main event two weeks later he gets a cameo on AEW because he signed it with them backstage as a producer so don't Boy. Say, so don't say <laughs> shit to me about what's unprofessional and who's entitled and what you shouldn't do and what shouldn't be allowed and who's a mark for themselves and all that other shit because if it's okay for them, it's more than okay in this situation because they went to management, voiced their concerns, nothing was made of their concerns. So they said, okay, you can take these uh, these, these chili can tops 
with leather straps that you have and you can put them in the fucking museum for all we care because we finna go home. You can get smoke on paper at 450 degrees, but at 451, that shit goes amok. It goes into flames. So anytime, I, anytime you see smoke, you can guarantee, you can guarantee something caused it. And if left untreated, usually with water or some type of uh, anti uh, anti flamant or flame have, have retardant we, solution, you are going to see a fire. Have we not in the last six to eight months? had conversations about Charlotte basically playing chicken with WWE management. Like either you're going to give me what I asked for or I'm going to dip on your whole ass. Well, that, that's, that's that's crying wolf. She was playing chicken with Nia Jax. No, 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 no. She was playing <laughs> slap box with Nia Jax and got her fucking snot rocked. <laughs> but just, uh, no, the whole, the whole shit about just taking, taking matters into your own hands. Now, had Sasha and Naomi decided to go through with Monday Night Raw and got on Monday Night Raw and started clowning, <laughs> then you could have said it was unprofessional. But even then, you can't blame them for you know turning a work into a shoot because Charlotte just did the shit with Becky for fucking Survivor Series. I mean, like I, I, I call it taking liberties. Exactly. <laughs> so if we talk, if we gonna call people out for taking liberties, everybody gotta come to the carpet, Bruh everybody got to sit on the carpet Indian style while we read this story <laughs> and if we and if we're not gonna do that then everybody let's fucking go to recess let's stop playing at because what I'm seeing from a certain segment of the internet community wrestling community and you you know who, who we're referencing when we do this they're super angry for some unknown, for some reason unbeknownst to us, they're super angry that these two women who happen to be former women's division champions, current tag team women, women's tag team division champions, who happen to be of a certain melanated tone of skin, mm. have decided to exercise their right to say no. And now all of a sudden, saying no is just the wrong thing to do. Like we had, we had speaking out, we had me too, all these different campaigns, all these different social movements to expose all sorts of wrongdoings. And we fully support all of those people. If you've been, if you've been mishandled, say something. And we will support the fact that you've been mishandled and, you know, the proper channels will, you know, delete who needs to be deleted. But now, all of a sudden, because it's Sasha Banks and Naomi, and they look the way they look and they are who they are, now it's not okay to say no. <laughs> because form the former Ember Moon, current Athena, Athena Page, yep, says in a talent meeting they wanted us to basically turn into strippers. Now it's not okay. I'm glad you referenced that. I encourage anyone who's listening to this to go back. If you want a good read about mistreatment from from one side, where you're not going to get any rebuttal from the other side, go Google Google Athena or Athena Page, uh, Ember Moon, and you'll see a very long, detailed chronicle article from her uh, from her as part of like either interview or a podcast or something. It's worth the read. It's too much for us to talk about because we, we talked about it too long and didn't cover even half of it. You feel what I'm saying? So, 
you start to see a pattern because Ember slash Athena, she didn't just, you know, say, fuck it, I'm going home. She was still attempting to work and they shelved her. So, remember, okay, we just recently had this conversation. Last week's show was entitled Artists and we were talking about how professional wrestlers going forward were going to start conducting themselves a lot more like professional athletes in order to get shit done. Facts. This, I see this is no different. This is, okay, I don't like how I'm being used in this offense. Well, you're going to run the plays that I call. Okay, well, I'm going to go home. Well, well shit, I'm just, I'm just going to sit on the sideline wearing street clothes and don't expect me to check in when you want me to go to the scorer's table. Antonio Brown, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson deactivated himself as a healthy scratch for an entire season. Now, obviously, there was an outside legal issue looming over that but if he told the Texans he wanted to play he would have played I'm not so sure of that oh I'm 100% sure I, 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 I have my reasons none of which I'm willing to discuss on this show but I do have my oh, reasons for that we'll, we'll, we'll do it on the other one <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, we, we already I'm, have <laughs> see we, we have we have but the fact that we now have this impasse where we don't necessarily agree, I say he would have played for a couple of reasons. One, if he tells the Texans he wants to play, that gives them the idea that he intends to stay. Which then, all of those accusers, well, I won't say all, but fuck it, you're right. We're not even going to discuss it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. You're sure all right. Lead, lead the way, brethren. So, yes, but there's going to be a lot more action like this. The MJF contract situation. Oh, boy. Roman taking a sabbatical. Um, Sasha and, and Naomi deciding that, hey, this isn't the type of offense we want to run. We feel like we're being disrespected. And I mean... Now you don't have see WWE might have let their greed fuck them off. Cause you know what the best thing about the old contracts was as far as merchandise being a part of the pay scale or a part of your potential earnings? The more you promoted yourself, the higher you, you earned, and the fact that you you were able to pay a lower dollar amount for a yearly for for the downside guarantee. One, two. Now let me give you the hat trick. The hat trick of it is, in order to sell merchandise, I need to be on television. Boy. <laughs> so now I'm willing to do more of the shit I don't like just to make sure I can wear my merchandise on television so I can sell it. Zack Ryder, the Usos 10 years ago. Hell, JTG on Superstars. I need to be able to sell merchandise. So I will take whatever slot is available on whatever show is circulating because some money's better than no money. <laughs> and slow money is better than no money. <laughs> For show money, trying to get some more money, you end up with no money. Uh, moving on, speaking of money, this degenerate ass heifer, uh, oh, Tammy, Tammy Sitch, AKA Sonny. Jailbird was remanded back to jail as some criminals need to be and had her bond revoked according to Mike Johnson and PW Insider and also uh, WKMG News 6 Click Orlando uh, through the duration of her manslaughter trial over the weekend this past weekend in Florida and her fiance is the one that came 
with with some agita about this now we've we've talked about this to the point to where i never want to talk about her ever again but i found this interesting enough to, to make a quick story about and uh as the story goes here's a quote from her her alleged fiance james penty i think the whole process I, th- I think this whole process everyone's been hurt not just the family they should that they should have decided she was a threat to society before they granted a $225,000 bond and we paid $22,000. And then he goes on to say he, quote, felt horrible for the guy's family. But that the court should have made the decision before taking the $22,000 of my money. Bitch, please. She should have been held without bond to begin with. Now, do you think that you did? Should you get your money back? Definitely because they fucked up. She had just mm-hmm. been to court a month before and had been uh, either charged or convicted or something to that. I think she was convicted and was like minimally fined or minim- uh, minimally served or some shit before this accident happened that killed a, uh, a man in a DUI that she was involved in a month. And it took them another month for her to be arrested for it. All I'm saying is it didn't take that long for anything to happen with Henry Ruggs. We so if you, just, if you just want something in the recent memory to be able to compare this to, then there's that. I went to D.C. two years ago, right in the heart of the pandemic. Everything was shut down. Fences were up in front of the White House, so you couldn't get within shit a mile maybe of the white house from the street and on this fence was a black lives matter um this that wasn't necessarily a mural but a tribute a tribute on the fence and it was i would dare say everyone that had been killed at the hands of police violence who was of color and none of them had the opportunity to be charged for their crime and or uh, arraigned and or offered bail or bond and or offered a trial by jury of their peers. Meanwhile, this bitch out here doing the most over and over again at the name of alcohol without treatment. A WWE Hall of Famer still. Here's what they think about you. Anyway. Rest in peace to the uh, the young man that was killed at the hands of this degenerate ass suffer. No ex. I just uh, I don't I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand how. Yeah, I do. Keep going. I don't even worry about it. <laughs> I know exactly how that shit happened. Why would I lie? Why would I lie and say I don't know how this shit happened? I know exactly how it happened. The fuck you mean? Uh, more 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 disappointing news from from the side of injustice. Cain Velasquez. What happened, to, what happened to the Hounds of Injustice? <laughs> well, one of them oh, is AEW, wait, and he's actually wait. he's actually going to be talked about here soon. Well, they were the Hounds of Justice, I guess. The Hounds of Injustice. injustice. Oh no, no, that's that's the alter ego of the Justice League. We can't. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah, shit. According to ESPN.com, yeah, Cain Velasquez has been uh, denied bail for the second time in an attempted murder case. And mind you, he uh, he was charged with attempted murder and faces 20 years or more of jail time if convicted 
after chasing down a man who was accused or or was we might as well just say was molesting uh, a relative of Cain Velasquez's. Cain in this my shit. book is a hero. Exactly. This shit is so fucking backwards. So, okay, I know he's got enough money to to, to afford decent enough counsel. He ain't doing the 20. I just I don't want to see him do any jail time. I'd I'd actually be a little irritated if he got probation, but because I know he probably cannot separate himself from this situation unscathed. I'll accept probation. There's a little bit more to the story that I can't discuss that I will discuss with you off air. I bet that. But I got well, let me well, I, let me temper let me temper my uh, responses then until I have full disclosure of what's going on. But I, I have either a, way, I have a feeling they're going to try to exercise the law to the letter, whatever that may be. Not uh, not in favor of Cain Velasquez, unfortunately. But um. In, in in this situation, he ended up hitting, like he ended up striking, uh, well, firing a, a gunshot, and the uh, into the vehicle of the guy who was accused, and one of the bullets um, hit the alleged uh, abuser vehicle, and uh, and the bullet hit his stepfather. And he suffered non-life-threatening injuries, but because a, a gun was fired, walk it off. <laughs> thank you. Because a gun was fired in the direction of the person that Kane was chasing, and it was premeditated. This is what makes it an attempted manslaughter charge because no one had life-threatening injuries. <sighs> we got to do better. We got to do better, man. We and, so, as as a country, we have got to do better. Separate but equal, no sugar. Man, I just, uh, innocent until proven guilty, no Simpson. Uh, or guilty until proven innocent, no Simpson. Uh, uh, as we move on, we were talking about Chick Flair, right? Why in the hell are we talking about Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, seventy-one years old? What's old man Flair up to now? Another match. Why? Not just another match. Like, uh, have we not? Have we not cheated death enough? A reuniting of all the four horsemen. I'm, I'm sure Sans Oli. Of course. I'm sure of that. Of uh, course. You can get every member of the horsemen ever. Nope. Except no. Nope. nope. You can't. There's two you can't get. One one is the unmentionable. The other one is uh, Steve Mongo McMichael, who's fighting a hell of a fight right now. I saw a picture of him today with Mike Singletary and, of all people, Deborah Marshall. Oof. I mean, hell, uh, Luger. Luger ain't exactly. Luger was a horseman. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Luger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can get him in a picture. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I saw when that that story broke, I was like, this is gonna be an epic moment, but a sad photo. Do you uh, do you know who's who's uh, being billed as the promoter for this? No. Jim Crockett Promotions. You got your fucking mind. Which which member of the Crockett family is participating in this shit? David and everybody else not named Jim as Jim passed away last year. Boy, that's a lie. You haul is oh, is it is it has it has it come to this? 
We we fucked off all that money. We didn't do nothing. We ain't bought no crypto. We ain't sell no houses. We ain't flip no real estate. We ain't bought no land. He got divorced. We well, then there's that. I I that, that, that would have negated all of the other <laughs> shit you just, I just named off. <laughs> and this is what for the sixth time. Here here is the irony. Well, I don't even know if this is irony or coincidence. No, no, not not Flair. I know I know how Doctor Flair is with his money. I'm talking about the the Crockett Crockett's family. Crockett's oh, David, David. Why is we back outside promoting fairground wrestling? David has been on TV more in the last year than he has in the last uh, thirty combined. Okay. So, <laughs> I, listen, I. I mean this in the nicest way possible. Oh, oh, there's more news to this too. There, I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. I don't want to see a snuff. For that reason, I will not be copying this on pay-per-view. I don't care. Here's what's crazy. Let me pull this up so I can give you the exact particulars on uh on this promotion the match is taking place in nashville july 31st uh last match was wrestled in 2011 i'm sure probably maybe i don't know if that was with reed or not but his last match was wrestled in 2011 uh he was born in Memphis. I don't know if you know or aware of that or not, but he was born in Memphis. So it's this the place where he was born. You can you can fill out you can fill in the rest of that blank. Mm-hmm. You just stated six man tag at the fairgrounds. So in this match will be the Nature Boy Ric Flair. I know the Rock and Roll Express will also be there, mm-hmm. and FTR will be there. Who's so Flair's Flair's on the team with FTR. Then there's Rock and Roll Express, and I guess a, a mystery partner. Or I, I don't. I know. I will almost be willing to bet money it's Ricky Steamboat. Damn, good call. It's a whole lot of North Carolina on the on that match, and Ricky Steamboat fits the build. I right, give me a top five who could who it could be. All right, Rick Steamboat. That's the one. Uh, it's not going to be t- uh, Tully. Can't be Barry. It definitely won't be Arn. Well, they're all going to be there for basically a, a, a final hurrah of Horsemen. Right. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect any of them to be on the opposite side. Right. Um. One of his last matches, his last one of his last great matches, was a car crash with Mick Foley. Doesn't fit the bill, but fits the story. So I'll I'll put Mick at number two. Okay. I got one for you that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Go ahead. Come on. Probably way more feasible than a lot of them. Sting. (sighs) The last match on WCW for for Ric Flair was with Sting. That makes a lot of sense. Got another one for you. Oh, shit. There goes my top five. Go ahead. Jay Lethal. (laughs) <laughs> for two reasons two reasons okay one because of the uh the tie-in at at, at, at tna two because mm-hmm. he was recently spotted online 
training with Ric Flair in the ring. That's how the, how all this shit started. Like Rick, some someone air quotes asked Ric Flair, which I mean, it it could have been someone who really asked him, or it could have just been like one of those like nobody dot 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 this person responds <laughs> type shit where you just made up a reason to show yourself in the ring working but it's like um, hey can you still do it in the ring and then this clip of you know kind of working with Jay Lethal surfaces and then from there it rolls over into and now for live from the flare grounds <laughs> I got I got one more than honorable mention. Who you got? Nikita Koloff. That would be out of left field. Nikita Koloff hasn't been seen in the ring uh, since the mid '90s or uh, early mid '90s, and he wasn't going by Nikita Koloff at the time. He was going by Vladimir Koloff. Shatota. Uh, and then also, last but certainly not least, as honorable mention, for obvious reasons. The natural Dustin Rhodes. I'm glad you said that because I was that's exactly who I was thinking. I was like, okay, anytime you can get a Rhodes involved with a flare, it's there's there's it's money, money it's money to be made. <laughs> Cody's indisposed and 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 Dusty's booking from the box seats. Yes. Now here's what's crazy. Now you ready? If you, if you will. If you will. Here's what's crazy. You ready for this? Shoot. The company that's putting this on under the banner of Jim Crocker Promotions had better have insurance. It's fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Thuzio is the name of the company. Who? Thuzio. Thuzio? A company that was acquired by Triller. Mm. And this is Triller pay-per-view there is a bag attached and this will be on fight okay now now you see why this has nothing to do with proving that he can still wrestle this is a money grab and it's a six man tag so he doesn't have to carry a huge load nobody's in danger of going to the hospital or worse and you get a couple of other people paid too quarantine is over but Triller walked us through quarantine with fights and with verses and you feel me Pharrell and Timberland kicked this whole versus thing off created a franchise and Triller said let me have that and Triller turned it into an event wait was it Tim and Pharrell or was it Tim and Swiss I'm sorry not Pharrell Timmy and Swiss you're absolutely correct I'm thinking Virginia but yeah Timmy and Swiss did that so, um, but yeah, so Triller has their hands in yet another sports venture. So that's for, for those keeping score at home. We have boxing and now we have professional wrestling. Is MMA next or is what they what they did uh, with some of these fight cards in, in the last couple of years considered MMA? And they all already have relationships with Fight TV because that's where you have to watch versus now if you're not catching them live. Right. So... I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled about this. Now that we got to the bottom of that mystery. Yeah, yeah. The mystery machine is backed up, and we and they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for us meddling kids. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like it. <laughs> I like it. What What else do we have on the agent day? Hey, on the cool. That's the That's the title of the episode. Mystery machine. Mystery machine. 
That's it. That's, that's it. There it is, sir. Congratulations. You've won the internet for the day. Uh, let's see here. We have a a half-witted apology. Half-witted apology? Boy. From who? Zachary Wentz. Okay. Who is Zachary Wentz? You know him better as Nash Carter. Mm. One half of uh, uh, MSK that was unceremoniously relieved of his duties while as a champion for a uh, a pro-Nazi photo that he made that his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whoever she is, his significant other released. And... Um, let me just read this just for the sake of me being, you know, of this cloth, <laughs> if, if you will. And this is uh, this is from Zachary Green, as he as he is known. Quote, no words can truly describe how ashamed and apologetic I am for my conduct in the photograph. There is no excuse for such behavior. And I take full responsibility for my actions and ask for forgiveness. This picture was taken in 2015. A time where I was uneducated on the topic and therefore didn't understand the magnitude of how hurtful it was. In 2020, someone was trying to extort me by threatening to post it to social media. I sent it to my wife to discuss the situation. Apparently, she kept it and then decided in retaliation for uh, the filing for the, of the divorce to post it to social media. Regardless of how the photo came to light, it, uh, there is still no excuse for my actions. Over the past month, I've taken time to reflect on my conduct to which I expressed my, my utmost remorse and regret. I have spent time off social media to refresh and re-educate myself about the horrors of the Holocaust. I truly hope, I truly do hope that this situation will teach and bring awareness to the tour or to the horrific tragedy that took place so that something like this will never happen again. I can assure you that this is not who I am or what I represent as a human being and I feel it is never too late to educate or better yourself. If you are ever in the Orlando Maitland area, take some time to visit the Holocaust Memorial Resource and Education Center of Florida, where you can learn about the history and depth of what took place. It was incredibly eye-opening and impactful experience that teaches the importance of this history. Boy, fuck you. I don't know what you want me to say about that. I, I, you don't have to say anything. I just read it and I said what I said. Well, where the gang goes. Speaking of boy, fuck you. Chris Jericho proposed to do another uh, stadium stampede. Boy, mid- fuck you. Midway through, the boy Mox says, I'm not, not doing, doing that, that shit. shit. <laughs> Good. Good, Mox. Way to stand on your morals. Chris went through Good. the most sports entertainment promo he's probably ever done. Especially in oh, AEW God. with a bunch of clowns around him, and they thought it was entertaining. And all he, all he did was really genuinely piss off three Latinos, John Moxley and, and Brian Danielson, along with William Regal. Oh my! I just I at this point I'm I'm ready for um, Senior Jericho to take a take a light sabbatical. Like we just gotta we we gotta figure out what the fuck's wrong. Just go, go on tour, man. Go go with Fozzie. You know yeah, what I'm like any time to drop another Fozzy album or something like, you gotta let this shit breathe. Let it be your last. I mean, you're ob- you're you're obviously hitting the gym again, wink wink, and uh, 
Like you know, do 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 what top tier do do what Jericho paid talent does in AEW. Just keep the bag, go away, come back. Let give people time enough to miss you because right now no one cares. Like your presence has essentially neutered Jake Hager. Um, I mean, he's talking less now than he was in WWE when he had a mouthpiece. I don't give a damn about him talking. I mean, fighting. This man is a legitimate MMA fighter. Undefeated. You had your, I guess you had a great value Brock Lesnar on your hands if you would handle it right. (laughs) And I don't, I really don't mean that as a slight. You actually actually had money with him and Brock Lesnar if you put him back in WWE. You had it. Don't know if you have it anymore, but you had it right there. That part. Because yet, when's the last time he fought? I don't think he's fought since he's been under AEW contract. Years. It's been two years. He has. He fought once. He won. So too. Like at, at, at the at, like at the very beginning. Yep. Or maybe so, or, or maybe it may have been right before quarantine. One of those sounds right. But he hasn't fought in quite some time. So like, there's no fresh memories of him getting a. You don't remember that he's an MMA fighter unless you are already in tune with that. Actually, it was in the middle of quarantine. It was against Brandon uh, Brandon Carl, uh, Brandon uh, Carlton at Bellator 250, which was in October of 2020. And then, if you're gonna really be a jackass about it, he fought uh, Wardlow in some makeshift ass cage fight. <laughs> then, yeah, then there's that. So, just, yeah, like you pissed away whatever equity you had in him for the the greater glory of Chris Jericho don't fucking get it it would make more sense to me if it was just Jericho and Hager similar to MJF and Wardlow like if you just had that dynamic that eventually erupted and boiled over like Jake Hager's literally like hired security and the type of hired security that doesn't ever beat anyone up man <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just usher him towards car service that's it <laughs> He's, he's, then the rest of these goofy motherfuckers like, damn it. He's the uh, the the Tyrus looking guy from AEW. Like he stands in front. He's a menacing figure, but he, he, you're not. He's not. He's not going to lay hands on you, even though he will put hands on you. He's not even like Dave Batista holding the collection box. <laughs> damn. You know what I'm saying? Like they De- have Deacon, Batista, half Leviathan shit. Deacon yeah. Dave, Deacon Batista, Deacon Dave. <laughs> Hey, yo, Deacon Dave, you gonna be at the church on Saturday? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, nah, 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 no, no, not uh, at all. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, uh, New Japan had a had a card in DC recently. Capital, uh, capital, uh, uh collision. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I thought it was going to be inter- internet indictment considering how they handle shit nowadays. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, they actually had some heat on this card because uh, like you you didn't realize that A was just going to come out of nowhere. But the reason why Eddie Kingston got fireballed apparently was to go build a program, a quick program, with my guy, the Stone Pit Bull, Tomohiro Ishii. You also had uh, Jay White on the card, who was doing his rounds to uh, to, to be the the uh, the English speaking face for quick, the quick fade with the switchblade. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying for the pay per view uh, coming up with AEW, uh, the oh, Forbidden Door pay per view. Wink, wink. 
Jay White Hikaleo uh, representing Bullet Club took on Kaz Okada and Rocky Romero representing Chaos. Uh, you also had uh, there was there was another crucial match that was on there. Will on the spray. <laughs> uh, uh, who was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Juice Robinson and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi took on Will on the spray and John Moxley. Oh no, that, that was a U.S. That was a U.S. title uh, match. It was a four way for the U.S. title. Yeah, I thought ju- I thought that was about right. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say there's no reason why those folks should be in the tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Great Okada took on Chase Owens, Brody King with Minoru Suzuki. Oh man! Oh dear Lord! <laughs> uh, you just, you just, you can just hear the slaps on that one. Uh, United Empire took on uh, TMDK, and uh, there was, of course, there was a uh, a, a whole uh, like like a ten man tag featuring Team Filthy. Um, and then also the DKC along with that. So you had the DKC, Yuya Mora, Dave Finley, Tangaloa, and Fred Rosser taking on uh, Jarrell, Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs, J.R. Kratos, Denny Limelight, and the Filthy Tom Lawler. And then uh, also Ren uh, Narita and Carl Fredericks uh, went head up. So that, that card is available on New Japan World. I believe... The replay is available on Fight too, and some of the matches are even available on YouTube. So it's definitely worth the uh, worth the check out like whenever you get a chance. Music, um, of course, the talk of the town is Kendrick Lamar's album, uh, Mr. Morale, and uh, what's what's the, what's the name, Mr. Morale, and what? The Big Steppers. The Big Steppers, uh, Kendrick's last TDE project, but also Method Man, the Meth Lab Three dropped. Uh, MC8 dropped a new album. Cypress Hill dropped another album. Banger. Paul Wall and Terminology uh, dropped the album that was produced entirely by uh, Static Selector. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I've missed because that that's a lot for you to go and digest right there. But I mean, you're, so, you're talking like five hours with the music right there alone. So Pete, so this is a perfect segue, and I know we didn't even plan this on the agenda, but Nyla Rose put a tweet out. And in it, Nyla asked rappers that would make good wrestlers. Yo, first of all, I've always said Red Meth should be a tag team. Facts. EPMD should be tag team champions, or mm-hmm. should back in the day, you know, based on based on the, the era and the size. Because those are some. We're talking like in excess of six foot three each. Uh, totaling 500 plus pounds like that's that's a legitimate WWE WWF tag team actual factuals um, uh, mystical I said he should probably be he should probably be a wrestler there's uh, Sean, there, Par- the, Sean Price rest in peace there was a story that um, mystical's boot camp click went to the new music seminar or, or, or Jack the Rapper or something and ran up on the boot camp clip from Brooklyn and handled business keep in mind mystical's ex-military yeah, uh, then, yeah, then, then there's that. <laughs> shout out to shout out to uh, Craig Pitbull Pittman. Hey, uh, who who else will be? Uh, uh, King uh, King Son. I don't know if you remember him, but King Son. Uh, he I think he was six foot eight. He was a I think, and he, I think he bas- I played basketball at at, uh, at the University of Louisville. Well, and shout out to Slim Thug while we at it. Slim Thug definitely. 
definitely will, she'll be a professional. Or could have, or could have been. Out now, even even you know, even now, Fit Slim Thug could be a professional wrestler. Um, Dr. Dre and Timberland could be a tag team. Old Dirty Bastard belongs. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, that was my first. Yeah, when I started commenting because we, you know, we we dealt with this in a thread. That was one of the first ones. That was the guy. Basically, anybody except for Scarface that was in Def Jam, Vendetta, and, Fe- and Jeff Def Jam fight for New York could be perfect. <laughs> David Banner, Snoop, <laughs> WC, Mac Ten, Ice Cube, like <laughs> MC <Bruh>. Ren. Uh, <laughs> like literally, you could bring NWA in as a as a faction. On and Fat Joe. Oh man. Uh, LL Cool J, Fifty Cent. Who who else? Yeah, <laughs> LL could still do it to this day. Uh, I, I saw I saw one real funny when it said Meg the Stallion. <laughs> she she could do it. She could like it. You know how much money I'd pay to see her hot girl, Meg hot girl. Stallion versus Jade Cargillberg. Listen, how about Hot Girl Meg and uh and uh. And that's exactly what her wrestling name would be, Hot Girl Meg. And and, and uh and Nicki Minaj as as a tag team. Okay. High Girl Meg with Nicki Minaj in her corner versus Jade Cargill with Cardi wait Jade Cargill Berg with Cardi B and in, in her corner. Uh, so one seventy five and O still continues, and this is just a this is just a uh, speed bump on the way to the top. The road to one seventy five and O. I, I got to get with it. <laughs> I'm t- I swear to God, I hope I hope somebody's listening. Just get her to 175 and 0, and I will bow out gracefully. Uh, no, no one will be harmed. Nobody, no harm will come to anyone. Just get to 175 and 0, and then you can do whatever you please. Man, and I tell you this too. Uh, two two rappers right now that actually are wrestling and doing it at a high level: Shane Swerve Strickland, and also uh, Gang. Dante Smiley, the champ champ. Which leads me to the thing I did not know that was going on that I just learned about today. Guess who is wrestling for Booker T's reality of wrestling promotion? <laughs> Let's see. First off, because, bitch, Texas. Texas. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. For those of you who have never, you know, Dipped your ears in southern. Not you know what? It's not even country rap tunes. It's almost like southern car culture music. But mm. there's got to be a different way to slab music. To pretty much. Pretty pretty much. Settle for less steak and shrimp. Look, just Google it. Just do me a favor. Google it. I, I've had the distinct pleasure of of uh, sharing. Uh, show cards with this individual so um i don't co-sign very many people but but i will say that you will absolutely enjoy whatever you listen to from him and now that i know he's wrestling now i'm interested to see how that's gonna work out and that person is i just gave you the name settle for less oh (laughs) le dollar sign steak and shrimp man yeah, I, I know Ellie Dollar Sign. I didn't realize it was settled for less. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the Twitter moniker, and then that's what it started as. Got you. Okay. And then that's the most of Yeah, I, I know Ellie Dollar I'm, Sign. 
I'm glad he's doing it because I'm not taking no bumps. I yes, I played entirely too much football. I'm not playing. I'm not taking any bumps. So yeah, like, I might for the right price, but the chances of me just like going to school for this, I no. I, I would have pre knee injuries. Um, I would have I would have gladly learned to take a bump or two because I, I I had a, a, a little a stupid twenty year old bone in my body and you know it, it was it was itching to do dumb shit up until that moment and oh. at this. <laughs> Me and Ogre absolutely had it on our mind. Like, Earl Ray, what up, man? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? We had this shit planned out. We were going to TNA. <laughs> like, we were, that's that's where we were going to go cut our teeth. We were going to go to TNA, and we were going to smash all through Orlando and then work our way up. Me me, and, had, me and Petty were at, at talks about going to NXT, and I was supposed to be the manager. <laughs> Fred, Frederick Danger, Esquire. Esqu- yeah, you got to put the Esquire on there. I'm talking about we had a finishing move and everything. Like this was we had figured this out. Oh, we had we had interest music, a walk to the ring, the the whole all that. <laughs> I think we uh and that, of that, course, that, that may that might be video content. <laughs> right. And of course being super ignorant, we named all all our uh offensive tandem moves after like hood slang. I figured it would have been after rap after rap tunes, but well, that that too. But it would be like uh, I think one of them was called a piece off. <laughs> so so we had you had to imagine the announcer called it. Wait a minute, he's about to piece off. <laughs> Ask me, McAfee. It's the only person that's worthy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so even even the impact, like actually Don West. No, get well to Don West too. He's he's suffering right now. But yeah, Don, oh, man. yeah, Don Don West would be the uh, the perfect person to call something like that because he had a you, you know he had big uh, home shopping network energy, so he could have done anything. <laughs> oh no, Don West was the king of the hard sell. Pause. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that about does it, man. Show at brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's uh, at brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. Everything, everything. With the shit. Broken pencil logic. You can't write this. Mark my words. Fuck the casual fan. And shout out to my man Ron Murray. Price just went up. Price just went up. Like these gas prices. Good lord. Oof. Man. Alright. At any rate. Um check out your uh check out your local streaming platform. Get some of that good music we just named off. And Suave, you can uh do what you do best. Take us to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up, pencils down. With your funky ass. Mm, That's unfortunate. Wash.